Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Boundless Gamers Podcast. This is episode 27. I'm your host, Mike, and joining me today is the person you haven't heard from in a while. That's right. I got Jacques with me. Jacques, welcome back, buddy. Uh, thanks, man. Yeah, I'm finally back. Um, the, the show's only going to go downhill from here. I expect that in every episode, so don't worry, man. <laughs> <laughs> With every episode, I prepare for a train wreck, and sometimes there's technical difficulties, and you know what? Maybe I'll let you talk about that, actually. Yeah, we'll, we'll cover it in a minute. In a minute? Why in a minute? Well, because you don't even want to finish the intro? No, that is the intro. Dude, I do things weird here. Okay, you don't want to do the social media? We'll get there, we'll get there. I'm hosting, Jacques, alright? I bring social media stuff to the table when i'm ready okay all right man i'll totally let you take the lead <laughs> getting hostile now <laughs> yeah that's 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 actually you know this is a good segue because that uh that's the reason why i i left the show for a few weeks because me and mike hate each other now i i mean right before we hit the record button we were arguing for like 13 minutes straight we're just like all right we just got to get this shit over with let's go that's uh no, that's not the actual reason why. Uh, it's the actual reason why I took what I think six episodes off. It feels like it's longer than that, but uh, no, I took it off just stress, man. Just uh, needed to take a break. Burnout, um, anxiety, depression, all that stuff was flaring up, and yeah, I just needed a break from the podcast. I needed a break from people. Uh, you name it. I tend to be a. Uh, hypersensitive person so like you know things just really i don't want to say they get to me to the point where I, they they um affect me in, in a negative way all the time because i'm kind of able to keep my head most of the time but i just i get uh, i tend to overthink things and i i um I get sensitive to the world around me and I, I get overwhelmed. Just even things like, you know, lights. I don't like lights and sounds. I guess I'm... I... Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, wait, wait. Back up a second. You don't like lights? Explain that. No, I hate lights. No, Is it they like just... fluorescent lights or bright flashing lights? Just lights, period. Just oh, So you just want to be in the dark all the time? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really am. Yep. Uh, like physically and my mind space, too. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, no, it's just, especially, like, I hate in games when they have flashing lights and stuff. Like, I don't have seizures or anything. I'm not, like, epileptic. It just, it hurts my eyes. It just bothers me. Like, mm. I don't know. It's, I mean, honestly, it's probably because I never go out into the sun. <laughs> I'm just, like, a vampire that stays in my, my cave all the time. No, so, yeah, sounds I'm sensitive to, uh, in general, I'm just a sensitive person. Like, emotionally everything so yeah i'm like a exposed nerve you know how you just touch a nerve and it's like ah so basically what jock's trying to say he needed a long break from me the show and all of you who are listening because he just had enough yeah <laughs> that makes it <laughs> that makes it sound like i just had enough of you guys' shit i'm like i'm done i quit the show yeah it was like when john lennon left the beatles same thing yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's exactly like that. It's it, just it's, like that. Hopefully, hopefully, I don't get shot by some fan. Anyways, this is a video game podcast. I don't know why I'm talking about John Lennon. Rest in peace, though. Really good music. 
Great yeah, music. rest in peace. And then, you know, until Yoko Ono ruined everything, but uh, that's that's not, that doesn't need to be discussed any longer in this podcast. Let's get to the games and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But before we get to the games, see, now I'm going to get into the social media shit. So I'm just going to mention it real quick, guys, because I know you don't like it. Me and Jacques don't like it, but we got to do it. So let's just get it over with. So yeah, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by searching at Boundless Gamers. We try to post new episodes every Thursday, but sometimes life happens or we have unforeseen technical difficulties with the show. Because every time we hit that record button, we don't know what the hell is going to happen. So yeah, guys, please join our community. Our community? Did I say community? <laughs> Were you doing a little bit of drinking before the show? <laughs> Anyway, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But yeah, just follow us, please. We would really appreciate it. Hey, I think it's funny, all the weeks that I'm gone, you're always like, oh, I gotta hit the social medias or Jacques gonna lock me in a cage. You make it sound like I cracked the whip, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, right before we record, he sends me that message. Make sure you say, no, I'm just kidding, he doesn't say I that. have your family. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I see a little red dot like on my chest, like there's a sniper outside my window. And if I don't say it, he's going to pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah, just you never know. Jacques, what the hell have you been playing since you've been gone? What you been doing? I'll just mention like the main the relevant things. I won't mention everything. Um, first, I'll just touch on Mass Effect 3, because mm. as the audience knows, I've been playing that forever. It's taken me a while to get through it. Wait, wait, wait. You know what, Chuck? Hold on one second. We forgot to mention something. Remember I just said we had technical difficulties and I wanted you to talk about it? We kind of just glossed over that. So let's just go back to that real quick. Oh, you mean in that, you mean in that like, you know, babbling intro? You totally forgot to mention relevant information to the show? Oh, yeah, yeah. No. We're talking about John no. Lennon and a bunch of other things, but we forgot to mention <laughs> the technical difficulty thing. Uh, yeah, I'll let you handle that. Okay, yeah, so um, technically this is my second episode back, but the first episode you didn't hear, because that was two weeks ago, that was the episode that we took a week off because of technical difficulties, because what had happened was I accidentally had the microphone input as my laptop microphone instead of the proper microphone so the audio just came out a fucking mess. It was all over the place. It was unusable. Uh, yeah, and and Mike has done this before too. So yep, it's I'm guilty. It happens. Uh, I'm pretty sure going forward this will not happen again since we're aware of this problem now. But yeah, that's that's what happened. That's why there was no episode a couple weeks ago. And it's a shame too because it was a good episode. But you know that's that's just it is what it is. It might have been one of our best episodes. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I, it was really good because I was scanning through it. And I was like, man, we were hitting it. We were just knocking it out of the park. But the audio was like Charlie Brown adults. That wasn't going to work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That that means this this episode's probably just going to be a, a dumpster fire truck, as you like to say. Or is it fire dumpster truck? I, I don't remember. It's fire dumpster truck. Yeah. Ah, gotcha. Which we'll, one day we'll have to make T-shirts of that. But anyway, what you been playing, Jack? Oh, yeah, that's okay. So I have been playing Mass Effect 3, and 
I'll just talk a little bit about it because this is one of those things I talked about on the lost episode. And, um, yeah, I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll try to hit some stuff. Uh, I'm probably going to repeat some stuff, but Mike doesn't care. Yeah. So, uh, Mass Effect 3, yeah, I finally beat it, been playing it forever. It's funny because I went through one and two real quick and then I took a long break before I started three. And then it took me a long time to get through three. Not because I didn't like it. I was just kind of, I think I was like savoring it almost because I knew like this was going to be over. Uh, not that I'll never be able to play it again, but it just, you know, I, I like to savor the, the final moments. But I think that Mass Effect 3 is my favorite of the series overall, which kind of surprised me because before this, it was 2. And it's still really, really close because 2 is amazing. But there's something about 3, and I, I think it is just how they bring all of the characters you've encountered through the series together in this one final culmination. And it's like ties up all the story arcs and because... This franchise is still unprecedented. No other game has done what Mass Effect has done over the course of three, you know, 30 plus hour games where they can have a through line and a narrative where all your decisions carry over from beginning to end. Maybe not all of them, but, you know, within reason. Right, right. So I so I like that. And as far as the ending... I, I was satisfied. Like, I know the original ending definitely left a lot to be desired. <laughs> that vanilla ending sucks, and I still stand by that. Go back and watch it. Not the extended, fixed ending. The very, very old original ending. It was horrible. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just say that. It was horrible. I hated it. And after I beat Mass Effect 3 again recently, I went back and watched it. I was like, oh, man, it was that bad. But that extended version definitely smoothed things for me. It improved it. And now that I've had a lot of time to think about the ending, I, I like it now. The fixed version. I want to make that clear again. The fixed version, not that other one. Yeah, but the ending as it stands now, I, I really don't have a problem with it. I know some people still have a problem with it, but I think it's satisfying. And I'm like, well, first of all, what do you expect? Like, I know that Bioware had promised like 16 different endings or whatever it was. And that, that didn't really come to fruition. It's really just three, maybe four if you count not doing anything, but... Yeah, I'm fine with that. I mean, after all that this series has given us, it, it, it could have been way worse. I mean, it was way worse, so we have proof that it was. But uh, yeah, I, I liked it. I, I liked the, I appreciate the series as a whole more now. And yeah, it's just, it's probably one of my favorite series of all time. Including Andromeda. Oh man, do we really have to talk about Andromeda again? <laughs> yes, because it exists. Just like the prequels and the sequel trilogy, so we have to include it. I know we hate it, but we have to include it. So, Mike, legit one of these days, we are going to do an entire topic on Andromeda, and mm -hmm. after we finish, we're just going to have a moratorium on that subject. Complete. We'll not talk about it again after that. Okay, yeah, I'm down for that. I'll play it on Xbox so I can get some gamer score. Oh, boy. I'm not playing it again, man. I'm just going to go based on memory. I'm sorry. 
But uh, yeah, no, that's I think that's pretty much all I have to say about Mass Effect other than just like, please go play the series. If if you're listening to this while there's still Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals, you can get it around like, what is it, 25 bucks or so? Oh, by the time they listen to this, all that shit's going to be gone. Okay, well, then shame on you. You should have already bought it because we talk about it nonstop on the show. But yeah, anyway, so what are you playing, Mike? Uh, let's see. What, don't you have another game? Did you want to talk about Psychonauts? I, I, I will, but I thought you wanted to like bounce it back and forth. Oh, you want to do back and forth? Me and Indy, we just, we blow through all of our games. That's usually how we do it now. Well, okay. you know what, Mike? It's, I'm on this fucking show now, and, you know, I'm going to assert some authority here. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'll talk about my game. See? See, this is what I was talking about. This is why he was gone. <laughs> I, I t- I'm telling you, man, that we, we really fucking hate each other. It's, it's, I really don't see this podcast surviving another year. All right, yeah, I've been playing a lot of old shit this week, but I'm only going to mention two games. The first game is Infamous 2. Yes, Infamous 2 back on the PS3. I've been playing it, and this is my first time playing it because I never played it before. I've beaten the original game. I beat Second Son. I beat Second Son's expansion. I think that was called First Light. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. I never did play that, and I always wanted to, and I always see it on sale for like six bucks. You think it's worth... You buy think, it, please. Yes, okay. it's worth $6. Go buy it. And it's like Laura, Laura Bailey, you know, is in it, so that's that's a good enough reason to get it to. But anyway, yes, this game is 10 years old. Came out in 2011, and it's dated a little bit here and there, but it's still fun to play. The main character, Cole, is not as cool as Dell, in my opinion. That was his name from Second Son, right, Jock? It was Delson Rowe, I believe, voiced by Troy Baker. Because with Delson, he had a bunch of different powers. He could run really fast, he had fire and all kinds of crazy shit. With Cole, it's all based around electricity. So I was like, eh, all right, I'm Electro. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's cool, I guess. He can throw a tornado, though, which is pretty sweet. But yeah, uh, his powers are limited to just lightning. And that's fine. But after playing Second Son, I was like, this feels like a downgrade. But it's still fun to roam around in the world. The game is very smooth for an old PS3 game. Like, it must be a lock 30 frames per second. Like, I don't think it dips at all. I I remember that being, like, one of the big PS3 exclusives, like that series, 1 and 2. Now, I know a lot of people did not like Second Son as much as I did, which kind of shocked me but that's the only one i've ever played so like i know you're talking about how two stacks up against second son what are what are the differences between the two besides the powers and all that yeah not a whole lot it still plays like second son just it's in a more primitive state you know weaker graphics um that runs slower <laughs> The story in this is not as good. And, I, and I'm going to come out and say this right now. I think Second Son's the best one in the series. That's a very underrated game. I don't think enough people talk about it. No, it was really good, man. And I think, I don't know if it was a PS4 launch game, but it definitely came out like soon after. It was a 2014 game, I think. Okay, so yeah, it probably came out like a few months after the PS4 launched. 
Essentially, it was probably like a launch game because they have like the what six month window or something. 2015 was Bloodborne. 2016 was Ratchet and Clank. So yeah, 2014 sounds right. Yeah, the story sucks. I don't like the story at all. Some of the characters are cool. And then you got other ones that are just reading lines off of paper. Yeah. The activities in the world are very basic. You got your occasional side mission here and there. Like, it's still a fun game. But in a lot of ways, you could see its age. I don't think it's that good. Because I was looking on Metacritic, and it's got, like, high eights. I don't even think it's that good for a 2011 game. That doesn't mean it's shit. That's not what I'm saying. I'm still having fun with it. But it didn't really suck me in too much because I jumped to another game right away and then I started playing that and I finished that one. But I'll talk about that shortly. Yeah, I don't really have a lot to say right now because I'm still early in. Maybe four or five hours. Maybe I'll talk about it again later. But right now, still cooking in the oven. You'll probably come back like neck when you finish it and be like, dude, I was so wrong. This is the best one. No, 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 no. It's not going to change that drastically. I could tell you right now. I, I'd say the first four or five hours pretty much shows you the entire game. So it's it's open world, correct? It's just like a run of the mill open world game with like a mediocre story. Yeah, nothing special. All right. Well, what's your next game, Jacques? Uh, my next game is Psychonauts 2, which you have also played. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I'm trying to go through some of these uh, big games this year before the end of the year, because well, I guess we could just go ahead and say right now. Sure. You think. Yeah, why not? Okay, might as well. Yeah, so I think, isn't it January 9th? Is that the right date? I think that's the day we're going to record it, yes. Oh, okay. Well, the point is, we'll let you know the exact date when it gets closer. But yeah, like around that date, we're going to do our Game of the Year awards. We're waiting for the entire year to get over so we can play as much as we can and really, um, really do our due diligence to try to, so we can comment in as, on many games as we can. But yeah, we'll be doing the um, Game of the Year awards and uh, that's like after we come back from a couple week break, I think at the end of December, yep. like right before Christmas. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, Psychonauts 2 is probably one of those games we'll be talking about. It's... Um, well, hold on. Before you get into that, one cool thing about the awards show we're going to do, it's going to be all three of us. At least that's the plan. It's going to be me, Indy, and Jacques in that episode. Anyways, back to you, Jacques. Back to Psychonauts 2. You like it? You hate it? Um, I I like it. Yeah, I do like it a lot. I think it's a really good game. I can see why it's in the running for Game of the Year. I, I don't necessarily know if it would be in the running on a normal, like if it was a really good year. Say like, you know, 20, what was it, like 2018 when you had like God of War, Spider-Man, things like that. I, I It might be, I don't know. But this year... Although a very good year in games. Like, I see a lot of people saying, like, oh, this year wasn't that great. I'm like, the, the fuck it wasn't, dude. There's a ton of good games out. There was no 10 out of 10 games. I think that's what people were expecting. I mean, Deathloop came out, so that's no, a 10 no, out of 10. No, 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 it's not? no, 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 <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. 
continue. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll definitely talk about Deathloop for uh, Game of the Year. Anyway. Yeah, so Psychonauts 2, it's um, one of the things I like about it the most is the art style. I just think it has a really unique art style. And it's to me, it kind of reminds me of a cross between the Muppets and the 90s Nickelodeon cartoons like Dog and Rugrats. Because I know I've said on the show before, but I am so sick of the Fortnite influence on the look of games these days. Like just that super cartoonish uh, art style, I, I hate it. So when a game like Psychonauts 2 comes along and has this really unique art style and kind of differentiates itself, it's still cartoonish, but it doesn't look anything like um, Fortnite. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, the the story is really good as well. It's it deals with mental health and you know post traumatic stress and things like that. And the the characters are all great. It's it's um the the only thing and I think Mike agrees with me is I think towards the end it started to get a little long in the tooth. Yeah, I mentioned that last week. I was like, oh come on, are we done yet? Two more hours? Uh, stop. How long was this game? Do you know? I believe the average play time is around 12 to 13 hours, but I beat the game in 15. Yeah, that that sounds about right. I think I took my time to, like I usually do with games. Now, that could just be my mood, you know, because I always have to take that into account. Sometimes you're just, like, not in the mood to play a certain thing, or you're just, at whatever reason, you know, you could just get tired of something by the end, and that doesn't necessarily this isn't like an objective fact you know some people might be like no it was the perfect length and that's valid um but for me i just felt like i towards the end uh you know when you when you were getting into like you know green needle gulch and things like that in the third act i was like okay let's you know let's kind of move this up a little bit let's Mm -hmm. keep going let's end this and then so it's it's the type of game it is it's like a platformer mainly I guess it'd kind of be a puzzle platformer because there's kind of puzzles you have to solve sometimes to move on. Um, the platforming is decent. It's not anything amazing. Like, it's serviceable. I, I talked to Mike a little bit about it because I had some problems with the platforming. Like, when you're leaping off the walls, it's very weird how you have to do it because you have to, like, point the left stick into the wall that you're jumping onto and then over to the other side as you hit the jump button to get the perfect jump. And if you don't do that, you'll either, like, slide down, you'll jump the wrong way. And there was another thing with poles, too, where you're climbing up poles and you can, like, turn in all four directions. You can kind of, like, swing around the pole Mm -hmm. to where you want to jump to. So normally... You would like say, oh, you would hold the direction that you want to jump and then jump to that platform. No, that'll make you fucking jump somewhere else for some unknown reason. You have to aim it to the direction, a specific direction that you want to go to, and then you don't hit the stick at all. You just hit the jump button and it automatically jumps over that direction. It's just things like that that are just very like clunky to me. And I kind of fell off platforms a lot and like died because it's stupid shit like that. But overall, it's. It's serviceable, like I said. It's fun, you know. It has enough variety in combat. To, you know, it has enough unique abilities. You have like telekinesis and shit like that, and pyrokinesis, and I had some fun with it. It's not too hard either. I think it's like very accessible for casual gamers. It's even the boss fights are not like super hard. It's pretty straightforward, and so and it's it's on Xbox Game Pass. So I 
highly recommend you try it out if that sounds good to you. And yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Mike? I think it's a great game. I like the story. I like the characters. I think it's really funny. I like how they deal with mental health in the game. They put a nice bit of humor in it. It's not all serious. It's a nice balance between the two. Uh, The ending was fine. And I'm not talking about what you were just saying, how, oh, come on, just get this over with. Like, come on already. I mean, like, the final scenes were just like, meh, all right. It's like, well, wasn't bad. (laughs) Yeah, totally. It wasn't bad, but it was just like, okay, it's just, it's there. Yeah, it seems like about a good time to end it. And like I said, so you, some people might feel different. That's that's fine. But it's definitely one of the best games this year. Yeah, I, I would agree. I'm not going to go into the whole game of the year discussion right now. I think I'll save my thoughts for the award show. But yeah, I, I had a good time with it. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about Psychonauts for now. Uh, what else are you playing, Mike? Well, the other game I've been playing is on my Xbox 360. That's right. I have that 360 now. But yeah, I beat a game on the Xbox 360, Jacques. It's the first time I beat a game on a 360 since like 2012 or 13. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, it's been a minute. But yeah, I played Alien Breed 2 Assault. Do you know anything about the Alien Breed game, Jacques? I've never even heard of that game. What is it? The IP has been around since like 1991. They've actually made a lot of games. Alien Breed is just an old school top down sci-fi twin stick shooter. It sort of reminds me of Aliens and Dead Space. Hmm. Which is cool. That's what grabbed my attention back in the day with these games. It's funny because back in 2009 and 10, I bought all three games. I beat the first one and then I never moved on to two and three. Now it's 2021, and I'm like, all right, let's play it. Yeah, finally time to finish the series up a decade later. (laughs) They made a bunch of PC games back in the day, and this set of games was the last set of Alien Breed games. So the last Alien Breed game that came out was Alien Breed 3 Descent, and that was 2010. So it's been almost 12 years. They haven't released anything new since. You know who makes these games, Jacques? No, who makes it? Team 17. Oh, really? That's right. The Overcooked guys and Hell Let Loose. Yeah, I was going to say. I thought so. Yeah. Wow. That's hmm, interesting. Yeah, it makes it very interesting because I've been playing a lot of their games recently and I didn't even know they made these. So I downloaded them and then I booted up the game like, oh, there's the logo. (laughs) It's another Team 17 game. I'm not even sure if they still have the IP. Maybe they sold it. The atmosphere in it definitely hits that Aliens vibe, and a lot of the aliens you shoot in this do look like Xenomorphs, some of them. There's one particular alien that looks like the Facehugger, and then some of the other aliens kind of look like the Xenos from Starship Troopers, the bugs. So you got a little of that in there, too. But when you're walking around the ship, it's got that eerie dead space atmosphere. It's really cool. Now, these games don't set the world on fire. There's nothing spectacular about them in the shooting department. The story, which, by the way, the story sucks. I'm not even going to get into that. It's not good. But the actual gameplay itself is solid. It's a great twin-stick shooter. And you can actually play these games in co-op, like online co-op. You can play the whole campaign. Oh, that's cool. 
it's a shame these games got buried because I think they really had something there, but they just didn't quite hit the nail on the head. And because of that, there hasn't been one in almost 12 years. And that kind of sucks. I think after this podcast, I'm going to go on Twitter and at team 17 and be like, okay, when are we getting the remastered trilogy of alien (laughs) breed assault? (laughs) That's not happening. No, it's not. It's not happening. I can. I was while you were talking about these games or this game. I think, I like it evokes uh, um, uh, Hell Divers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So I can see why you like Hell Divers so much. And according to that GeForce Now leak, <laughs> we're getting Hell Divers too. So maybe that can fill the void when it comes out eventually. But yeah, I highly recommend this game, and if you want to play it. You're going to have to play it on the PC or the Xbox 360. Jacques, it's not a backwards compatible game. You can't play it on the Xbox One. You can't play them on the Series X. All three of them. No. Microsoft never went after those games. I mean, that's really not surprising. (laughs) But come on, Jacques. There's some games they added that were just like, really? That piece of shit? Yeah, that's true. Go through the list of backwards compatible games. You'll find some on there that are just like, why? (laughs) No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's a good point. And Team 17 is still making games. So Microsoft could have knocked on their door and got those games if they wanted to. Yeah, that's true. But unfortunately, you know, Microsoft came out recently and said that they're done adding games to backwards compatibility. But that gives us a reason to keep the 360 out. And that's one of the reasons why I got a 360, because I own a lot of those games that never made it to the Xbox One or Series X. And now I want to start Alien Breed 3 soon. Like, I want to jump straight into that, because I had a fun time with 2. I don't want to say it's a hidden gem, but it's close to being one. It's definitely worth checking out, though, if you're a big twin-stick shooter guy. It's more like a hidden seashell. Yeah, a hidden seashell. There you go. Tweet that to them, Jacques. Team 17. <laughs> They'll be like, okay, I, I don't know what to make of this. <laughs> Thank you, I guess. I mean, some seashells, don't they have a... Uh, no, never mind. I'm thinking of uh, clams, right? The pearls inside. I don't know, but I'm just thinking of the three seashell joke from Demolition Man right now. Oh, it's, yeah, Demolition Man. <laughs> yep. Great movie. Well, I guess that's it for what we're playing. No, that's not it, because I still have one more game. You have one more game? I thought you just had Psychonauts and... uh, You told me two games before we started. Um, No, Guardians of the Galaxy, man. You didn't say that, though, before we started, but but you're all right. You have been playing that. You only mentioned Psychonauts and Mass Effect. Nope. Nope. I sure as fuck did mention it. (laughs) Oh, no. We have another rift. That's it. I'm leaving the show. (laughs) (laughs) but anyway yes yes please please talk about guardians of the galaxy yeah so yeah the last game we'll talk about uh guardians of the galaxy which i purchased for black friday on the ps5 for i think it was around 38 dollars which i just could not pass up after all the praise this game has been getting and if you remember i was worried before this game came out because it's being developed by idos montreal who developed the Deus Ex series, uh, Human Revolution and Mankind Divided, which I love. 
And the third game in the trilogy was put on hold, I guess. I, I assume they're going to go back to that eventually. But it was put on hold so they can make this game. And as much as I love Guardians of the Galaxy, I was like, I was like, man, really? Like, and then I saw the trailers and I was like, okay, I mean, it looks okay, but nothing like world shattering. And I was a little bit concerned that this maybe was not in their wheelhouse. But boy, was I wrong. I'm happy to say that this game is great. It's it's hitting for me, Mike. Hmm. I, I'm actually quite addicted to it, to be honest. I, I find myself like not wanting to put the controller down at the end of the night. Nice. Nice. So I, I do this thing where I'm usually, you know, it's towards the end of the night and you're kind of find, trying to find a time to stop playing and you're like, okay, well, once I get to this point of the game, I'll save it manually and I'll stop. And then I get to that point and I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll just go a little bit further at this point. This isn't a good spot to save. And then I get to that point and it just keeps on going. Like, I just don't want to stop. <laughs> like so, so I think that's the mark of a good game. And uh, as far as the game itself, it's, yeah, it's really, it's, it's shocking to me because when I saw the trailer, I was like, wow, this just looks like a, the like Sears catalog version of <laughs> the movie versions of the characters. It just looks like a complete ripoff. It's kind of true, but it's also kind of not because I would say Groot and Rocket are pretty much one to one for the to the James Gunn movies. But I think Gamora, Drax, and Star Lord differentiate themselves enough from the movies that it feels fresh. I, I don't know what my initial problem was because when you think about it, I had to kind of give myself a little ego check here because. I would look, first of all, I don't read comics like I used to, but I haven't in a while. So I was like, you know, initially I was like, oh, they're just ripping off the movies. But then I thought about it and I was like, well, for like 99% of the public, that's their biggest touchstone and maybe only touchstone to the Guardians of the Galaxy. So as far as like the mainstream, like that's is the Guardians of the Galaxy, the movies is the that's the version that people know. So I'm like, of course they would use that. You know, of course they would riff off those versions. But what I think is cool is they actually, they kind of blend the comic versions with the movies. So I really, I appreciate that. Like there's a lot of comic book characters in this game that are not in the movies. And um, as far as the story, the story so far is really interesting to me. It's it's a lot more... Um, I don't know. It's a lot more, I don't know, adult. I don't know the word I'm looking for. It's a lot more mature than I thought it would be. Like, it's definitely got the, the Guardian's flair. It's got a lot of humor. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's, it's yeah, it's like a well-told story. I think I'm probably nearing the third act, if I had to guess. I'm like towards the end of the second act. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. Like, I'm really interested in where it's going, the more it's going on. I think the the character dynamics are, you know, the group dynamic is really, really strong. Like before this, you know, before I played this, I heard everyone saying, oh, like there's just so much dialogue. Like they just are constantly bantering. And I was kind of worried if that, that might be annoying after a while. That's like one of the best parts about the game is all the yeah. back and forth talking. I didn't know people were complaining about that. Like, what the hell? It's the guard. <laughs> what? I don't think it's annoying at all. I think no. it really adds to the characterization of all of them and. It immerses you in that world, and it all feels natural, too. 
and I think the humor hits a lot of the time too, which is surprising because a lot of times with games writing, it's very hard to do humor because you can't control the timing of it all the time. But with this, I'm like, no, man, this a lot of the humor is funny. I, I love Rocket. He's hilarious, just like in the movies. Uh, the the guy who voices him is doing his best Bradley Cooper impression. And, and there's some points too. There's one point where I was like, I was like, man, dude, Rocket's a fucking asshole. <laughs> like legitimately. Like, and there's this, some parts where they're like, the whole group is kind of ragging on uh, Peter Quill. And I'm like, dude, they're going hard in the paint on him. I'm like, God damn, <laughs> it's brutal. But that adds to like the the group dynamic, like I was saying, because they're, they're so hard on him, but only in a way that like really close friends and family would be on each mm-hmm. other. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like you would not go up to a stranger and just say some of this shit oh, that they're no. saying. No. I mean, some people might, but <laughs> they're they're assholes. So I, I like that. Um, the the combat is something I've heard some complaints about. Yeah, I don't like it at all. I think it's way too vanilla and it's very repetitive. It felt weaker than the Avengers combat. Now, a lot of that is because you're just Peter Quill throughout the entire game. You don't play as all the Guardians. But even if you did play as all the Guardians, I still think the combat is kind of a little on the safe side. Like, it's fine. But it, it, eh, whatever. It is. It's streamlined. But I, I think that is the whole game is streamlined. And I think that's intentional, though, because they're trying to appeal to a wide audience, just like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies do. And I think that's fine. Like, I really don't have that much of a problem with the combat. I, I think it's fun enough. Sure, could it be a little deeper? Yeah, but it, it's still serviceable. It's fun. It's basically kind of like a hack and slash. You know, it's you're just there's a few buttons you can press. You can... You you can tell your teammates like what to do. You can tell them to do certain moves. It's fun. It's it's fun enough. It's you know I don't. It doesn't need to be like the best combat. No, it doesn't need to be the best. Uh, I, you know we agree to disagree. I just thought it was kind of blah. But it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, the story was great. I, I really appreciate with the the combat, like the team combos you can do. I thought those are really fun. And I, I also like how you can direct your teammates to do things in the environments. Like each teammate has a thing they can do. Like Drax, Drax can pick up heavy objects and place them down as platforms. And like Rocket can hack things and Groot can make bridges and Gamora like cuts things with her katana. That was cool at first. But then in a lot of the situations that you're in, I was like, can Peter just fly up there and we can just avoid all this puzzle bullshit? Why can't I just jump on Groot and he can just stretch up and bring everybody up there? There's little things like that where some of the stuff that they have to team up and do, it just felt like a stopgap and some of it didn't make sense to me. Like some of it was cool, but other times it was a little too forced and they kind of just do the same thing over and over and over and over. It goes back to the whole gameplay thing. I, I think that for me, at least, I, I think that's the weakest part of the game. People are very mixed about that. You know, some will like it, some won't. It jocks a little bit more uh, positive towards it. But yeah, I just felt like everything was just a little too repetitive. No, you're right about like, yeah, Peter could have just flown up on his own and Groot could have just picked everybody up. Yeah, but it's like, I get it. It's, it's still a video game. Like, I'm sure if they had more time to develop this, they probably could have figured out a better solution. 
But like I said, it's serviceable. It's you got to keep in mind it's still a video game. There's going to be video gamey shit in it. It's, sometimes we just we have to accept that. The one thing too, as far as the combat, the huddles that you do, that's cool. That I do like. So I'm kind of like torn because at first I was kind of, I was like I don't know how to what to think of this. I was like it's kind of cool because what it is is like if you get this meter up, this huddle meter during combat, and you like you know you're in trouble. You can hit these the bumpers together and it'll like bring everybody into this like huddle, this little like kind of cutscene thing. And they'll be like, they'll either say they'll they'll be feeling like, you know, the, they're uh, demoralized and you have to like kind of raise their morale or they'll be too cocky and you kind of have to center them a little bit. They could have had more choices with that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, but if you answer it right, if you kind of do pick the right option, you'll uh, you'll gain like a. Uh, uh, extra damage boosts, things like that. And it's, and then it'll like kick in, like a song will kick on. Like as I thought that was pretty hype. Like when the song kicks on yeah, during yeah. combat, if you get the huddle thing, right. And cause there was one where, uh, I was like fighting and then I went to a huddle and, and then I came out and like fucking new kids on the block hanging tough started playing. <laughs> I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> so it, it's funny. I mean, it, it doesn't really make sense. Sort of like how you're talking about with Star-Lord could just like fly up over objects and things. It's like, because you'll be in the middle of just, you know, combat with a bunch of enemies. And then all of a sudden it's like, huddle! Like all the enemies are just going to stop attacking you so you can huddle up and talk. So that that, shit, that annoys me in movies too when they do that. And like, I see that in video games a lot where it's like, dude, the enemy's not just going to stop attacking you. Why, why are you talking to this person right now? But it's fine overall. Yeah, I, I think I would. <laughs> I was like dubbing this game to myself, uh, "Baby's First Mass Effect." Mm, yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. I it like kind of has like very light elements of Mass Effect, like where you're you're on, you have your crew, you're on your ship, you can talk to your teammates on the ship. It's it's got you know you can direct them in combat with like a wheel comes up and you have abilities and it's got very very limited like uh, speech dialogue options you can pick so yeah like I said it's very streamlined but that that's not a bad thing necessarily like that that could be someone's shit you know they don't like deep complicated RPGs I don't always like those so if you're in the mood for something like more simple fun action adventure. And you love Guardians of the Galaxy? I would say definitely get this. It's I know it's been in a lot of people's game of the year conversation. I can see that. I can definitely see that. Well, we'll see how it ends. But yeah, it's like maybe in a stronger year it wouldn't be as worthy. But I overall, man, I I have to apologize to Idos Montreal because I didn't put enough faith in them, and I should have you know, being such a fan of the Deus Ex series. So I apologize, guys. That's it's my bad. Yeah, you were on their ass about that. You're like, why can't they finish the Deus Ex series? Oh, I still want Deus Ex 3. It sold like shit the second game. <laughs> it, it did. That's why we're not getting it. Case closed. I, I think they're just going to have to reboot the series eventually. I don't think you're going to get a third one like nine, ten years later or seven years later. I, I just don't see that happening. The way the second one left off on a cliffhanger, I think they will go back and finish it out eventually, but who knows? You'll get a comic book. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of uh, in a conundrum now, because now that I like The Guardian so much, I'm like, man, well, now I want a sequel to this, too. Oh, I definitely want a sequel. 100%. 
to be honest, it's been so long since I played Deus Ex. I think I want a Guardian sequel first, which is crazy. I did not think that would be the case. One little thing, too, I thought was funny. Uh, when Groot's talking, because he just says, I am Groot, just like the movie. It's basically a Vin Diesel clone. But the, he adds more, like, um, like intonations to his voice. Like, there was this one time where they were entering a place, and it's kind of empty and they're wondering like where is everybody and they're calling out like hello is anybody there and then Groot's like I am Groot almost like saying like hello (laughs) so yeah I just I I like that stuff I will say though like one last thing I kind of briefly mentioned with New Kids on the Block but the soundtrack is fucking out of this world oh yeah yeah if you love 80s music and just it's so good man I don't know if it's on Spotify but like it's great. It's really, really good. It's that's one thing I like that they carried over from the movies. Is that it, Jacques? Got any more uh, games? Nope, that's all. All right. Well, I guess it's time for us to check out our inventory news items this week. We have nine items in the bag, so let's just jump straight into it. Number one, Marvel's Avengers Spider-Man DLC has no story missions. Yeah, that's right. No story missions. I'm going to be quoting an IGN article, so let me just uh, move my notes around because I actually don't have it right next to this for some reason. Okay, here we go. Marvel's Avengers upcoming Spider-Man DLC will not feature story missions like those seen in the Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, and Black Panther updates. Rather than a short campaign with bespoke missions, Avengers Spider-Man with great power Story is told through audio logs and illustrated cutscenes that are unlocked by completing challenges that have been added to the regular Avengers Initiative multiplayer missions. I don't know what to say about this. I don't I don't dig this at all. No. I, I want a story. I, I don't want to hear it through audio logs. That's cool in Bioshock. It has like a little extra thing tossed in there on top of the campaign, but I don't want the whole thing just that and regular multiplayer missions. That's boring. Yeah, this this is just really disappointing. After all this time where they were hyping up the exclusive Spider-Man character coming to PlayStation, and it's just sad. It's no story missions. Like, come on. Spider-Man is like the biggest character they've released thus far, and there's no story missions. And then we see the gameplay, and it's just, eh, it's kind of uninspiring. I, I, they were never going to match up to Insomniac Spider-Man, so it's like, why even try? And this game is pretty much dead. It's been dead for a while. Now, I know they still have a decent contingent on there that love this game. And don't get me wrong, me and Mike both enjoyed our time on it, too. Like, the actual combat and stuff is very solid. It's fun to play with friends. Mm-hmm. It's just the game gets repetitive. So, you know, they started adding these new characters, but... We finally get Spider-Man, and I I would urge people to go watch the gameplay. Like, he's just shooting webs up into the sky. There's like a glass ceiling. He's just swinging from the fucking sky when there's no buildings around. It's stupid. But there's no way they could have solved for that, because this game is not designed for a character like Spider-Man. No, no. Yeah, I just, I kind of just see this as like a a whimper. You know, this game, I I think that they're going to end support for this game next year in 2022. I think they'll have like a skeleton crew keeping the servers up and stuff, but I think they're effectively just going to end support because Crystal Dynamics is working on um, 
Perfect Dark with uh, the initiative over at Xbox. And it's just, why continue with this game? You know, it's done. Yeah, we were there at the beginning. And I got real sick and tired of fighting Taskmaster for the 50 million times. (laughs) After 50 million times, I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm not waiting. Not waiting. Oh, no. Wait three, four months. You'll get something else. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm moving on. I had enough of this shit. That's the issue with live service games is you got to have the content coming out of the gate and you got to have a steady flow of it or else your game's going to die. Yeah, Avengers is one of those, oh, it'll be better in a year games. No. It's really not that much better even after a year. Yeah, it's 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 somewhat better, but it's not enough to save it. No. I You know... Mike, I wonder, too, if they had story missions planned, but they're just like, dude, we're up against it. We're behind schedule. We just don't have time to get this done. Mm, That's possible. Black Panther was probably far along. Maybe they weren't working on Spider-Man yet, and then they got all of the fan reactions and the criticism, and they were like, you know what? Let's tone it down with the Spider-Man DLC. We don't have to go that big with it. I hope that wasn't the case, but you never know. Number two. Sony has patented the PS5's faceplates after threatening others for making them. This also comes from IGN. I'm not going to quote the article because the title pretty much sums it up. But yeah, Sony has officially stopped other companies from making swappable PS5 faceplates. And I hope this means Sony is about to announce their own line of custom plates you can buy. I I hope so. Jock, would you buy one of these? If they if Sony released different colored plates, do you give a shit or no? Um, I do. I think it'd be really cool. Even if I don't want them, I think a lot of people do. I would have to see the price first, but I would be open to it. Now, I think the main reason they did this is just so nobody else in the future can make these like off-brand plates, mm. which is understandable. They have to protect their IP. But I think that that I think it was a Canadian manufacturer or something, D Brand. They you mentioned them, I think. Yep, that's them, D Brand. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. They they were the ones who initially made like those those plates, and they got sued by Sony, which. Um, did they get sued or did they get threatened to get sued? I don't know. But anyway, they're still allowed to make them, but they they change them enough to where it's not a direct ripoff. At least they claim. And they, they're basically like daring Sony to sue them now. So I don't know if Sony goes after them or not, maybe. But going forward, yeah, you're not going to see any more plates probably. So, but like we talk about this all the time, like Sony needs to make, like something like Xbox Design Lab for controllers. They yes. need to make custom plates. Like yes. make your your stuff more modular. I don't know why they won't do this shit. Yeah, the people are going to these off brands because you won't fucking make them, Sony. It can't cost them that much. You're just changing the color. Yeah, really. I mean, you can have some special custom ones with some engravings and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sure they will do that if they have plans to make these and sell them. But yeah, just give us the stuff. Those companies were making a killing off those custom plates because people want them. People don't want the Stormtrooper look. I think the Stormtrooper look is fine for the PS5, but you know, some people want black. Maybe some people want red. 
dark blue, maybe bright yellow. I don't know. Well, especially now with those uh, midnight black and cosmic red controllers, maybe they want plates to match their controllers. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I really hope Sony is about to announce something. And if they never do anything with it this entire generation, that's going to be a huge fail. Yeah, I agree. All right, number three. Nintendo of America president condemns Activision Blizzard in, etern- in an eternal email. The story comes from Nintendo Enthusiast. Now, in our last episode, we talked about Xbox's Phil Spencer and PlayStation's Jim Ryan sharing their thoughts about Activision via company emails. But now, <laughs> Nintendo of America president Doug Bowser, which, by the way, that's an awesome name. I still can't believe the Nintendo president of America has Bowser in his name. I, I know. It's almost like it's too crazy to be real. It's like they just purposely searched out a dude with the name Bowser. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so Jacques Bowser has reportedly sent an email to all employees calling the ongoing reports distressing and disturbing. All right. Bowser said, Along with all of you, I've been following the latest developments with Activision Blizzard and the ongoing reports of sexual harassment and toxicity at the company. I find these accounts distressing and disturbing. They run counter to my values as well as Nintendo's beliefs, values, and policies. He further said that Nintendo is in contact with Activision and have taken action and are assessing others. Yeah, everybody's turning on Activision right now. <laughs> yeah, it's the same story. It's like the, another week, another fucking story about Activision. and Both Jim Ryan from PlayStation and Phil Spencer from Xbox have already come out and condemned Bobby Kotick and everything Activision is doing and how they're handling all this shit. Uh, so, of course, Nintendo had to add their voice. It, it's obligatory, really. Like, they're not going to come out and say something. Mm-hmm. They're they're all just covering their asses. I mean, they have to say shit like this. It's pretty pretty standard in the corporate world. Um, I, I just wonder if, like, pretty soon something is going to happen to Bobby Kotick. Like, he's going to resign and more shit's going to come out. Like, maybe they know something behind the scenes. Like, you know, he did something and... More than what's already reported. I mean, he's already threatened to kill an assistant. And I mean, not to laugh at it, but it's just go read some of the shit that is alleged. It's fucking ridiculous. The the the, the fact that Bobby Kotick is, has not stepped down yet. And he's saying, oh, if I don't fix this in a quick manner, then I'll resign. I'm like, but you're the fucking problem. <laughs> just fucking resign. I mean, the problem's not going to be solved, but it's sure as gonna, hell going to go a long way. Like, it's so, and the board is backing him, which is really sad. They That just goes to show the level of corporate greed in this country and in this world. Like, at the end of the day, money's all that matters. And you're 100% right about Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony covering their ass. If they keep Bobby there, if the board refuses to get rid of him, they're going to get some heavy resistance from the big three. And the, these other companies better be careful, too, because it came out recently, too, that um, there's a lawsuit against Sony by a fee. It's, well, it's a, a class action lawsuit. As of now, I believe it's just one female who claims that <clears throat> she was unfairly fired. Well, we'll see what comes of that. But if since it's class action, other people might join in. 
So, you know, these companies better be careful because they're going to come off as hypocritical if, if something comes up. All right, number four. Star Citizen, the multiplayer space training and combat simulation game that has been in development for over a decade, has now raised... Now brace yourselves. <laughs> it's raised $400 million. Let me repeat that again. $400 million. You know what the hell with it? One more time, $400 million. And that's all from fan-raised funds. I want you all to think about that for a second. So right now, Jacques, we're going to have a moment of silence. Because I want all of the listeners to absorb that information. Okay, good enough. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with the people funding this game? Now, I'm just, I, I, I don't mean to be mean. This game has been in development for, what did I say, over? Yeah, over a decade or about a, yeah, about a decade. Why are you still funding this? It's still not out. And you keep throwing the money. Like, what, what the hell is going on? Because this, this feels like one big scam. I know it's not a scam, but it, it feels like it. Do you, though? Because I, I disagree. I think it is a scam. Oh, you think it is a scam? Oh, okay. Please, please continue. continue. Yeah, I, I don't know if it started out that way. Let me just say that I don't know a ton about this story. I don't know all the ins and outs. But just on a surface level from the outside, this screams a scam and what i think is happening is I, I think originally this guy probably really did or whoever started this project he really did start it out with good intentions he wanted to make this passion project fans were super excited you know it's this is what they wanted he has all these stretch goals and as time went on he's he's like oh well i basically have this revenue coming in on the regular and I think he's just drawing it out. I really do. Because there's no reason why this should take 10 years or whatever it's been. Because, look, do you know how much Avengers Endgame costs to make? It cost $356 million. Less than it is currently already cost to make Star Citizen. And it's not even... In early access, well, I guess it might be early access, but it's not released yet. And there's no signs of when it will officially be released. I don't think this game ever comes out of early access. I think this game is just going to keep on going and, until enough people smarten up and realize, yeah, this, this is just a scam. Because look, it's, you know, take like Red Dead Redemption 2. That game took like seven years to make. And that is probably one of the most re robust games that has ever existed and this game has taken at least like three years longer than that so far. There's no excuse for this, man. It, it, something, what is this Kickstarter that he's running this on? Yeah, I think so. They started it back in 2012. Kickstarter should step in. Because you say 2012, okay. You know what else came out in 2012? Mass Effect 3. Guess what just got fucking remastered this year? Mass Effect 3. So the a game has been released and entirely remastered a decade later, and this game still hasn't been finished in that time. 
Yeah, it's batshit crazy. I don't think they're going to stop giving them money. They're 400 million in. I, I, I think the community is going to give them more. Sadly, I think you're right. I, I think it's one of those... Um, I, I can't think of the term I'm thinking, but it's basically where you've put so much money in. Well, I got to see this through kind of thing. Exactly. Right? You yeah. can't stop now. So it's... I think it's like the sunken cost, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right, unfortunately. They're just going to keep giving this guy money with the hopes that, oh, one day, one day. And I'm sure some people are having fun with this game, and it, it might be good, but there's no excuse for this. There really isn't. I, I don't know, man. This is just crazy. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about it anymore, because if I keep talking about this, I'm going to throw up. This is just unacceptable. It's unacceptable. I, I can't even think of another word. It's It's just horrible. Aliens, Clone, and Marines wasn't out yet when they crowdfunded this. It came out in 2013, <laughs> that game. Yeah, we could just keep going on and on. Like, when did Alan Wake come out? 2012? That's been fucking remastered as well in the time that it's taken. <laughs> I think American Nightmare came out in 2012, but still, yeah. Okay, but yeah, still. It, it, with, with the amount of time it's taken to make this and the amount of money, this theoretically should be the greatest game that has ever existed. And I guarantee you it won't be. It's going to come out in 2029, and it's going to be, eh, it was all right kind of game. Yeah, it's 7.5 from IGN. <laughs> all right. All right, enough of that. Number five. Xbox is sending 20th anniversary gift packages to random fans. This comes from a Video Games Chronicle article. Um, the boxes appear to be sent to random Xbox players who have previously registered for Xbox Fan Fest. Uh, Microsoft, uh, I don't know, but I've been registered since you launched it. I didn't get anything. I got 216,000 gamer score. Give me something. Anything. Give them like a pewter pin or something. Yeah. I'll take anything at this point. Or pendant, whatever they're called. <laughs> But yeah, the box contains a Halo-themed Xbox Series X slash S controller, 12 months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, and a large crystal statue. The statue contains the Xbox 20th Anniversary logo and has the player's Xbox Gamer tag lasered engraved on it. That's freaking cool. Yeah, it really is. I, I think this is actually super cool. I, I looked at all this shit that's in the package, and the crystal thing is a nice display item. The controller, which is not even released yet, and you can only get in the Xbox Series X Halo bundle, which is coming out, I think, in December, right? When the game yes, releases. Yes. Yeah, so this is like a pretty exclusive controller you're getting before anybody else. So that alone right there is worth it. And I, I just think this is cool. Xbox is doing this. Uh, they've been doing a lot of shit this year to celebrate their 20th anniversary. And I kind of, I just give credit overall to Xbox for how good they are with promotional stuff. Because uh, whereas like Sony, just, you know, the current regime seems very business-like and just, you know, this is the information we're presenting and that's all we have to say on the matter. Yeah. Don't read the PlayStation blog. Uh, whereas Xbox is like, yeah, we like to have fun. We like to do things for our community. Big like, celebrations. Yeah. I, so I really give credit to Aaron Greenberg and crew over there running the marketing and stuff. So, yeah, this is cool. I mean, I guess it's possible I could still get this. 
Maybe they just haven't shipped it to me yet. Maybe just hold on to that hope, Mike. Yeah, I'm going to go to my P.O. box one day. I'm going to see that yellow slip. I'm going to bring it to the counter. I'm going to get this big box, and it's going to say it's from Microsoft, and I'm going to lose my shit. And watch it not be that. It's just going to be like something else. Yeah, it's going to be something like, yeah, we, we appreciate you being a Xbox uh, user all these years. Here's a blow-up doll of Cortana. I don't know, something. I mean, that, would, that wouldn't be so bad either. I don't want Cortana. I want Liara. Yeah, well, beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, good point. Number six. Destination Home, a nonprofit project, has managed to get PlayStation Home up and running again, enabling players to connect online. For a while now, you could download an offline version for PS3 and emulators, but now this group of people are preparing to launch a fully functional online version. Video Games Chronicle shared this story a few days ago, and when Jack showed me this, I couldn't believe it. I was like, is this really happening? Is there really a group of people trying to resurrect this? And by the way, the fans behind this project are saying it should be ready at the end of the year. Now, me and Jason played PlayStation Home a lot back in the day for one reason and one reason only. The bowling alley. Jacques, the bowling alley in PlayStation Home is still the best online bowling experience I've ever played on a console. Like, it was really good. It was shockingly good. And there was a ton of people in the bowling alley, multiple games going on at once, tons of lanes. The ball physics was great. It was fun watching other people's games and people like walking up and you know, watching your game and saying shit and everything. I miss that. So if they can bring this back in some way, I'm down for it. And there's there's really like no bowling games out there. Is there like what other? There is, but they don't have online. Yeah, that's a big part, man. It's I think bowling is a social sport there. You know, there's you go to bowling alleys around the country um, and there's like tournaments being held. When I was a kid, I was actually in a bowling league for like a short while. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, this is a uh, this is I sucked, but I mean I was I was in it. <laughs> yeah, this uh this is cool. I never was a part of PlayStation Home because I did not have a PS3, so I actually would really I don't even know how I would play this because I think you can only do it on what like emulation or emulation and it says PS3 consoles, but they didn't go into it. Do they mean modded PS3 consoles? It's it's got to be yeah, it has to be modded. Yeah. I I would I would think so. Sony ain't gonna be down for that shit. They'd be like, no, no. <laughs> you're not reactivating this on our servers. There's yeah, absolutely zero percent chance that happens. I just hope that Sony doesn't step in and try to shut this down. Well, they've been working on an offline version for a long time, and Sony hasn't done anything. But maybe the online version will catch their attention. Nintendo's really the one that is more litigious than the other companies, so I could see Nintendo for sure, like, shutting this shit down, but Sony, eh, we'll see. Yeah, Nintendo's like a fly on shit. They see you do anything, they're coming after you. Yeah, Bowser don't play. Number seven. Is developer Housemark teasing Returnal DLC? Well, we don't really know. Maybe, maybe not. But yeah, recently, Housemark shared a strange 
looking screenshot on their Twitter page, and the community thinks the developer is teasing a Returnal DLC expansion. Now, Jock, I'm looking at this image right now. I really don't know what the hell I'm looking at, but the first thing that comes to my mind is it's some sort of decapitated alien statue head. At least that's what I'm getting from this picture. I, I was thinking the same thing because I was looking at it really intensely and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Now, granted, I did not play Returnal, um, but I did watch gameplay of it. But to me, yeah, that sounds about right. Like it's some kind of like a broken piece of a statue or something. Yeah, because you see a lot of statues in that game. So I was like, yeah, this is probably a statue. But what a weird tease. Yeah, it's weird. I think Housemark has a history of supporting their games with DLC. So this is probably likely that there's some kind of DLC coming out. I would say likely next year at some point. I don't know when we'll get an announcement. But now that they've come out with that patch where it has a suspend state, which allows you to kind of save in the cloud, and then when you you come back into your save, it immediately deletes that cloud save. So it's like some kind of uh, middle ground point for all the people that wanted to save. So I, th- I think, um, and especially with this game going on sale, I think a lot more people are going to be discovering it. So yeah, perfect time to put out DLC and maybe like draw some more people into it, draw some old players back. And yeah. One of my favorite games this year. So guys, please check it out. Number eight, Sony filed a new patent recently and it shows off PlayStation mobile controller. The patent describes a system for playing games on a mobile device coupled with two controller grips. And the grips basically look like a PS4 controller cut in half. (laughs) These will probably act like Nintendo's Joy-Con controllers. Now, it's obviously Sony trying to compete with the Nintendo Switch, but will it actually happen? That's the million-dollar question. Because thousands of patents you never see the light of day. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I just I think this looks exactly how you described it. It's just basically a, a, you use your phone, and it's... The, the look PlayStation 4 DualShock-looking controller, but, like, split in half, so it's, like, Joy-Cons connected to your mobile device. It's kind of weird, because they had this little device called the Vita, <laughs> and they effectively killed it. They murdered it in its cradle, and they smothered it, and... They smothered that thing the moment it launched. Proprietary yeah. cable... memory cards or their own proprietary SD card things. Uh, Yeah. I think Apple is like the only big company these days that can get away with like everything being proprietary. Yeah. Like to the point like to where it's literally just like our way or the highway and they just jack the price up on everything. But yeah, no, the, the Vita's not dead. Like it's, I, I kind of just partially. I mean, it's they they basically abandoned it though. It's on life support. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> which is funny because I think Vita means life. So there you so, go. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> ah poor Vita. Anyway, this story's about the patent though. So yeah, I think it'd be cool. It's like an, and it'll be an option. I think it, this is probably likely eventually to go into production because the current regime has really been branching out. They've been branching out into PC. Um, I think they said next year they're going to start releasing some of their popular IPs on mobile. 
So I definitely see this coming. I am possibly even as early as next year, but definitely by 2023. Yeah, and they're jumping into the smartphone world with their games. Uh, I don't think they've uh, released anything big yet. I know they've done smartphone games back in the day, but with their uh, current plan that they're rolling out now, I maybe I'm wrong, Jack. Have they released something recently? Boy... You're asking the wrong person, man. I do not play mobile games at all. But they definitely plan to, like I said. Um, and, you know, they're branching out into PC. We just constantly keep seeing more Sony exclusives coming out on PC, and it's just going to continue. They, they just, because Sony needs more revenue. Like, they do not have nowhere near the cash of Microsoft. So nope. they need this money. Microsoft don't need the money. They they need to look at every avenue to make money. So this is just another avenue for them. And I think with the popularity of the Switch, I think this and as the the what is it the Steam Deck? Is that the thing that the Valve is making? Yeah, that coming out too. I, I think they have to be in the mobile space in some form because mobile gaming is probably more popular than any other form of gaming. Unfortunately, see, I'm old school. I like the Switch. And the Steam Deck that's coming out, that being able to play all of that on that device, no streaming, that's great. But but streaming shit via the internet, I mean, it's cool and all, and if you have the internet to do it, it can run smooth. But I don't know, I I just like having all the power in my hand without streaming technology. But I agree with the whole streaming thing that xbox is doing it's a smart move um you know i i occasionally dabble with uh their streaming service from time to time i'll play like peggle on my tablet they got to do this i mean like they can't ignore the mobile market uh i wish they would do a vita 2 or maybe not vita 2 but another playstation uh dedicated handheld device that's what i want but what they're doing here is the smarter thing yeah all right number nine and this will actually lead into our topic of the show amazon studios is nearing a deal to create a mass effect series for amazon prime subscribers from what i've been reading it sounds like the deal is almost official so if this happens amazon will have fallout and mass effect what else are they going after that's what I want to know. Ooh, Bioshock, maybe? <laughs> I'll I'll take that. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's like they just came straight to Mike. It's like, what do you want to see, Mike? <laughs> yeah, Netflix has The Witcher. That's an RPG. Amazon got Fallout, and now they're going after Mass Effect. So these companies want the RPGs. There's a lot of storytelling there. All three have rich universes. Um... Well, I guess I guess we could go into our topic now, if you want. Yeah, let's go ahead and just yeah. jump right into it. Yeah, because our, our topic this week is, what do we want to see from a Mass Effect TV show? So, the first thing that comes to my mind is you got to nail the cast. You got to get some good actors for this show. Yeah, 100%. I want the original characters. I don't want just a Mass Effect show with new characters and a completely different story. That's going to upset fans. I I think you need to go with the original characters. Now, you can add new characters in there. You can mix stuff up and all that. 
But I, I need my Liara. I need my Garrus. I need Keith David. Yes, they better get Keith David. If they go with the original characters, I, I want Keith David. I don't care that he's 65 years old. We have a 79-year-old Harrison Ford playing Indiana Jones again. Keith David can be Captain Anderson, right? That's got to happen. Yeah, he still acts, too. I mean, he's still, like, active, so definitely. So you got to get him. You got to get Seth Green. Get his ass in there. I want Joker. Yeah, oh, yeah. And uh, you got to get... Oh, I forget her name. Edie. Who does Edie's voice? Oh, Trisha Helfer. Yeah. She has a huge background with sci-fi. I mean, Battlestar Galactica. She was fucking amazing in that. And I, I just thought of Miranda, too. That's Yvonne Strahovski. Like, she's she's in The Handmaid's Tale now. She was in Chuck. Like, she's a working actress. Like, just get her. Like, they literally used her likeness and her voice. Just get her. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, because the characters, I think, are the most important part of the Mass Effect universe. And yeah, you got to nail the casting. Now you could still get some unknowns too, mix in some unknowns with uh, some known actors and that's likely what they'll do. But yeah, I, I was listening to one podcast, Mike, I don't remember what it was, but they were like, yeah, they should do like a, uh, an original story. And I was like, do you have oatmeal for brains? Why would you take a fucking series like Mass Effect and then not do Commander Shepard's story. Are you fucking stupid? <laughs> uh, no, they, they can't do that. They can't do that. It's not like Fallout. With the Fallout show, you could just pick another vault somewhere. Oh, this is Vault 65. They can do that in the Fallout show. But with Mass Effect, you gotta have the original characters. I'm sorry. You yeah. gotta have the original characters. Because if you don't, people are gonna be pissed right out of the gate. Now, here's the question, Mike. Do they do male or female Commander Shepard? I mean, I'm fine with either one. It doesn't matter to me. I, I, w- I would be fine with either one, but me personally, I want Fem Shep because... And I, the, so they're not going to get Jennifer Hale, obviously. No, no. She's, no. she's a little bit older than the character now, and as like she's she's an absolute legend. I love her. She did such a phenomenal job. Yeah, I just think they should do the female version. I, I don't know. I, maybe it's just my bias. I, I tend to like um, strong female leads more than anything. Now, I want to stress one thing here. We can't get everybody back. I know that's what some of the fans want, or a lot of fans want. That's just not realistic. But Captain Anderson, Joker, and Edie, easy. They still act. Yeah, Yvonne Strahovski, too, I think is... Yeah, her, too. If she if she's available, that's another thing because some of these actors are busy. But you know, you got that Amazon money, and you're doing a Mass Effect show. I think you can cough up the cash. You know, get Bezos on the phone, cough up the bucks, man. Come on. Well, let's talk to his son because he saved the Expanse. That's true. That's true. That's I mean, that's what was reported. We'll, we'll tell him about Mass Effect, and then he can tell his dad, and then we got the show. He's probably played the games and. It, Speaking of the Expanse, I think they should actually use that as sort of a roadmap because mm. I, that already kind of reminded me a little bit of Mass Effect. And I think this is how you do modern sci-fi on TV. I think it's just the show is so good. I, I still have yet to catch up. I know you're all caught up, I believe. Yep. But it's just that show puts an emphasis on characters. It has an interesting enough plot. Like, all the effects and stuff look really good for TV. 
Yeah, man. I just think they should definitely use that as some inspiration. You could probably use some other shows like Battlestar Galactica as inspiration. Like the storytelling in that show is phenomenal. Because this is going to be a narrative heavy show and, you know, character driven. Obviously, it has like a big grand plot to you. But like I said, the characters are the most important part. And this is how you do Mass Effect. It's got to be a TV show. Oh, it has to. You can't do a movie. I mean, I I guess you could do a movie, but you're going to be really cramming shit in there in two hours <laughs> you're not gonna have any time for side quests <laughs> nope straight to the mission all right guys uh who are you oh yeah yeah i'm, I'm commander Shepard. all right well we gotta go i think so you see with a tv show they'll have a little more room to breathe so i think you can do quote-unquote side quests where whereas in terms of tv it would be more like a bottle episode or now what i would like to see is sort of a mixture of episodic and serial storytelling where Every episode is still hitting the main plot, but mm-hmm. you can also include some little side missions in there, you know, like the, maybe they go off to do something else for fun or, you know, explore some other characters that tie into the overall story. And uh, that, that, that I think that's something that only TV allows for. Oh, I agree. And I know people are screaming right now. They got to get more. The guy who did Morden's voice. Yeah, they probably could do that. He was very, very good. He was. Especially when he sings. That's hilarious. Oh, God. <laughs> but I just thought of something, too. This kind of offers a unique opportunity to bring back some of the game's voice actors. I don't think they will, because that's just how fucking Hollywood is. They're weird like that. They want names. But a lot of these characters are aliens. So they're going to be CGI, most likely. Or at least in costumes, like with masks. I think most of it will be CGI just because that's how it works these days and, you know, budget-wise. You're not going to get practical effects with a GEF. I'm sorry. That's going to be CGI. Now, me, I kind of would like to see old-school, like, scale model Star Wars ships. Oh, God. You know, because I'm a sucker for practical effects. Like, I think CGI should only be used if that's the last resort. You can't do it any other way. But there's some good scale model shit that looks very convincing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, by all means, do practical effects if you can. But certain things like the GEF, I, I'm sorry, that that's just going to look weird if they do practical effects with that. Yeah. Uh, but if they're on the ship and in, and they're in rooms, yeah, I want a room. Don't do the CGI rooms, like the prequel shit where everything was CGI. The chair in the room was a CGI. And I was like, oh, my God. That's one thing I loved about the sequel trilogy. I know I shit on it a lot. But they really tried with practical effects in the trilogy. With with the rooms and stuff. Like, the one scene where you have Kylo and General Hux. where It's the scene where General Hux walks in to tell Kylo some news and then he goes crazy. Like, that whole room is an actual room and there's blinking lights and shit like old school. Kind of the blinking lights on the wall stuff. I was so happy to see that. So yeah, I, I want to see that kind of stuff in Mass Effect. It, I agree. And just so I can bring up the obligatory uh, talk of the Star Wars prequels, I'll just say that's probably why they went in that direction, because of how terrible the CGI was in the prequels. It was just all CGI. Yeah, don't do that. I think a nice mixture is reasonable for these days. Like, I'm I'm just picturing, like, seeing the Reapers, like how cool that's going to be. I I assume they're going to have to be CGI. Oh, God, yes. Come on. But that man, I really want to see how that's going to be depicted. 
I got to address the elephant in the room. At least it's the elephant in the room for me. Who are we casting for Liara? Because they got to get that right. If they don't get that right, I'm going to be very angry. For her, like, looks don't really matter because she's going to be in, like, blue. I mean, to an extent. Like, you got to nail the personalities first. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure they'll, they'll... I don't really have anybody in mind, did you? No. I have to think about it. I should have thought about it before we started recording the show. But I thought you would, like, throw out a name. Like, what's the first person that pops into your head? Well, she has to be young appearing, even though Liara's like 100 years old. She looks like she's probably in like her 20s. So I don't really know. Since you're going to be under, she's going to be under heavy makeup. And I do assume you can do Liara completely practically because I've seen awesome cosplay where it's just all blue makeup and you put a little headpiece on. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. Just some young, talented actress. Uh, I just really, I was trying, the thing is, I was trying to think about this the last few days and I just, I'm having a real hard time casting this. Like, I don't envy the person who has to do that. Commander Shepard is going to be John Cena. <laughs> you think John Cena could pull that off? Commander Shepard? No, 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 <laughs> no. No, I like John Cena, but no, he can't lead. Well, I was going to say he can't lead a show, but he does have that Peacemaker show where he's leading coming to HBO Max. <laughs> but still, no, he's totally wrong for Commander Shepard. I could see John Cena being a Spartan in the Halo show. Yeah, like a, a small role, like a Spartan that just you don't see him that much. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, As far as like, I'm trying to think of some of the other, because like Garrus... You know, Rex, uh, Morden, like all a lot of these characters are just going to be either makeup or CGI or a combination of things. So it, it, they could be almost anybody, you know, as long as you get the the, the personalities right. Um, but as far as like Commander Shepard, Fem Shep, I, I I mean, she doesn't necessarily. I think the character should be a redhead, but either the actress doesn't necessarily have to be because you could just dye her hair, but. It's it's tough because no matter what you do, she's going to be compared to Jennifer Hale. Mm-hmm. Um, so she kind of has to make it her own. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, right off the top of my head, I was like, oh, like Jessica Chastain, just because she's a redhead. But <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if she's right for it. Maybe she's a little too old. I don't know. I would probably cast someone in their 30s for like Femship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and just get like a really, really solid, like get a name too. I think a name would be good for her. A while back, wasn't there a, a leaked image of Henry uh, Cavill? That's his last name, right? No, I'm, dude, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, there was that leaked image of, of him looking at a Mass Effect script. Yeah, he was reading a script and people like zoomed in because, you know, nothing gets past the internet and they've got the best detectives on it. Uh, yeah, they zoomed in and it was like, it was talking about the Mass Effect plot. I find that super interesting. Dude, if they get Henry, I know he's already doing The Witcher, but if they get Henry Cavill for Commander Shepard, I would be super happy with that because I love Henry Cavill. I can see him doing it. He looks like a shepherd. He's he's definitely leading man. He's he's uh fucking gorgeous. Like let's be honest, like just fucking cut from stone. Like just ridiculous. Uh, I mean honestly, like better looking than Commander Shepard could ever be. <laughs> but um, 
he, he can do action as proven by the Witcher and Superman and all that. He's got the name value. He's a great actor. It's like, yeah, man, I'd, that would be amazing. I just want to hear him say, I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store in the Citadel. <laughs> oh, they if they don't include that in the show, I'll be disappointed. I think at some point they have to. Speaking of the Citadel, too, like, that's for sure going to have to be heavy CGI. Yeah, they're not building sets for that. Only for the small rooms, just the small rooms and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yep. Individual rooms, I could see. I would like to see them do something like what they did with um, the Mandalorian and some of these other Disney properties, where they had the volume that, like, uh, that new technology where they use the Unreal Engine. Right, right. That would be really cool because that shit, those backgrounds are pretty damn convincing. It's certainly better than CGI. Yeah, I think that they definitely need to do the entire Mass Effect arc. I think before they start this series, they need to plan out. Don't do a Kathleen Kennedy with Star Wars to bring up Star Wars again. You plan out. You have a a fantastic roadmap. Do it from the beginning to the end, and that's it. You know, however long you need, three seasons might be enough. You know, you do one game per season, maybe stretch it out into four or five seasons. I don't know, but have a plan going in, please first game three seasons second game three seasons third game two or three seasons you could i don't know if i'd stretch it out that long i I tend to have an aversion to shows going over like five seasons with rare exception i think like the three to five season range is like a sweet spot what's the expanse at right now oh man uh like five or six something like that you know what? Let me look it up. Keep talking. Hold on. Yeah, it's it's either five or six. Like they're and they're showing no signs of stopping. The, the, the show seems to be pretty popular. So I mean, with sci-fi too, you've it, there's so many storytelling opportunities, and there's like with Mass Effect in particular, the lore is like so dense. I would hope that they would bring Drew Karpishin on as a consultant because he wrote the first Mass Effect game. I don't know if he wrote the other two, but he certainly helped out um i think that's why a lot of people consider the first mass effect the best story but he is the one who kind of did a lot of the world building and like mass effect just has so many in-game like documents and things you can read that goes into the history of like all the species the history of planets like the conflicts between the species and yeah dude there's so much uh that's ripe for storytelling so jacques the expanse is about to start their sixth season December 10th. Wow, really? December 10th? That's like, that's in another like week or so. Uh, Yeah, and I think that's, uh, I was also thinking it'd be cool if they go a little bit into the first contact war, like have maybe some flashbacks. Oh, yeah, you're right. And you could uh, do some flashbacks with um, Keith David, uh, <laughs> Captain Anderson, because he was in the first contact war with the, uh, the Turians. Maybe do like a little de-aging on Keith David. Do you think they should start the show with them finding the technology on Mars? Is that where they found it? Yeah, the uh, with Liara. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like before they even discovered other alien species. You know, when you're reading that text oh, in the beginning, okay. you think they should start right. the show like that? I don't know how they should start the show. Um, because it's gonna fo- the thread is obviously gonna focus around the Reaper, so they might want to start out. Something to do with the Reapers or like Protheans. Maybe they'll do something with the Protheans. Like that's how it'll start out. Mm. And oh, then yeah, it'll be yeah, like 50,000 yeah. years later. Like they'll show the downfall of the Protheans and then jump 50,000 years. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, the Protheans would be a good starting point. And then eventually like in season like 
fours. I don't know if through five you'll meet Javik. <laughs> He'll be like, yes, I'm the last Protean. <laughs> be like, uh, why, why did you not enslave all the species? I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that, but... They used to eat Salarians, right? Didn't he say that? Yeah, it's... Uh, it's he, Javik was such a fucking dickhead. Like, to be fair, I understand. Like, it would be pretty fucked if you... Like, your whole species got destroyed, and you're in cryo for, like, 50,000 years, and you wake up, and then to us, it would be like if dogs all of a sudden were as intelligent as us, and they were walking upright <laughs> and, like, had consoles, and yeah. you'd be like, what the fuck? When I was alive, you guys were just pets. So, that, that's that, that, see, that's why this, this universe is just so goddamn interesting. Yeah. There's so many aspects, so many avenues you could take, and I just, I just hope that they do it right. That's why I feel like they need to get some of the original Bioware guys, like Drew Carpishan, on it. And um, oh my god, why am I blinking on the fucking director of who was at Bioware? Like K, uh, Casey, um, Casey Hudson, Casey Hudson. Yes, thank you. Get his input. This has a potential to be like very very big in the mainstream especially i think this is a perfect time too with the legendary edition just releasing that's the thing with mass effect when mass effect came out the potential for it was so high it, people were saying like this could explode like if they do this right this could stretch beyond video games like this could go up there with star trek and stuff that's that's how deep and well written that universe is and now it's finally getting its chance. Thank God Andromeda didn't sink the ship completely. But I really do think Mass Effect could hit that level if they really, really try with this show. Yeah, I think it could reach the popularity of like a Game of Thrones or something like that, where it's just... Because it really it draws from all the sci-fi that's come before it. Star Trek included, Star Wars, Battlestar Galactica, you know, you name it. And it's it really just kind of puts it together in a like a modern package and it, it deals with a lot of like human issues. I, I can't wait to, to see this. I just really hope they don't ruin it. Cause that'll make me cry. <laughs> I mean, we'll still have the games to go back to, but it's like, man, this just has so much potential. Don't drop the ball, please. How much money do you think they're going to drop on this? All of it. All of it. All right. Throw it all in. All of it. Every last penny that Jeff Bezos has is going into this <laughs> at the end of the conclusion of the show um he's going to launch he's going to build an actual normandy sr2 and he's going to just fly up into space and just never come back and leave us all to just die on this planet maybe the reapers will invade i don't know maybe he knows something yeah i'm sure we're gonna bring mass effect up in the show again real soon we can talk about this all night, literally. There's so much shit about that IP I love. Of course, there's stuff I don't like. But overall, it's one of my favorite sci-fi franchises. You know, and, to, and Mike, I've been seeing a lot on Twitter since the Legendary Edition released. A lot of people who are just now playing the series for the first time. And they're just like blown away. They're like, oh my God, this is so good. I think, what was I listening to, like, Sacred Symbols or something, and Dustin was like, oh, I think it's too late for this, like, they missed the boat. I'm like, are you crazy, dude? This is the perfect time to make this. It's it's back in the, the limelight. It's 
people are loving this series. People are discovering it for the first time. This is the absolute perfect time to do this show. You have all the technology of today. It's You can finally do it right. But yeah, like, like you said, we could talk about it all night. We should probably move on or we're just going to go so far past our time limit. Like I said, we'll definitely talk more about Mass Effect real soon because we just can't get enough of it on this show. All right, I guess it's time for surprise mechanics. This is our favorite part of the show. This is where we bring something completely random to the table. It could be game related. It could be food, whatever. Anyways, let's just jump straight into it. Jacques, what is your surprise mechanic this week? So my surprise mechanic is, uh, it's a little video I want you to watch. It's super short. I'm going to send it to you in Messenger right now. And it's Halo related. This was something that happened at a, I believe it's a University of Oregon college football game. And they had a pelican from Halo, like fly over, do a flyover the stadium and uh, kind of land. Uh, so hover over the middle of the field. Now, this is not a real pelican, though. It's it's like I think it's augmented reality. So I'm not sure what the actual fans were seeing in the stadium, but it looks cool as shit on the video like this pelican. I, I would suggest you all go watch it. Uh, just go on Twitter and search the uh, University of Oregon Twitter handle. I think it's Go Ducks. Yeah, and it just the, the pelican hovers overhead, and then you see a dude in a Master Chief costume on the field, all dressed up. And apparently, the band like played the Halo theme as well during the intermission. Yeah, I'm watching it. This is funny. This is what I was talking about earlier with like the the Xbox doing phenomenal promotional stuff. Like just who I don't know who thought of this, but it's a cool idea. You know, they're they're using like augmented reality technology and Yeah, it says Pelican inbound, we had Master Chief drop in for today's game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, you you'd never see fucking PlayStation do something like this. <laughs> oh hell no. Like I'm trying to think of um Let's get Kratos on the field. Yeah, Kratos just fucking runs onto the field and just just starts throwing the axe around. You see a, a fight between him and a Valkyrie right in the middle of the field. Wow, they got a crazy looking mascot. Because when I when I first saw that, I was like, because it, it, it's one it's one of those things where it like sort of looks real, but it sort of looks fake. But but immediately you see it, and you're like, well, obviously we don't have a fucking real pelican. Like in the beginning of the video, when it was when it was coming from a distance, I was like, oh, it's probably a, a drone or something. And then it got close. I'm like, oh no, that's not real. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's clearly not real. I was funny though because some people in the comments are like, "Oh, is this real?" I'm like, "Yes, it's real. <laughs> a real pelican from Halo came flying into the stadium, <laughs> and Master Chief got dropped off." But yeah, that's that's it. I just wanted to show you that. I thought it was cool. Um, but what what is your surprise mechanic, Mike? Uh, Jacques, um, you remember in our last surprise mechanic, I talked about acquiring. An Xbox 360 500 gig E model from a Macari seller. Yep. Well, before I bought it from that dude, I almost bought it from another seller. It was another E model, 320 gigabyte. Now, the girl selling it only wanted $90 plus shipping. The listing included two official black wireless controllers. A uh, buttload of games, and I'm talking about games that still have a high trade value. 
So I messaged the seller and asked, like, hey, would you take 65 or 60 bucks? She replied back saying, sure, you know, when I get home, I'll accept the offer. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, sweet. But unfortunately, someone swooped in and paid the full price. Ah, hate when that happens. She apologized and it was, she was very nice and she was like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I, I can't change it. I was, I was like, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. Like someone bought it before me. You got more money. It's, it's fine. Three days later. Now this is after I bought the 500 gigabyte system that I talked about last week. She messages me back and says, hey, I actually have another Xbox 360. It's a white model. Like, would you be interested? I was like, uh, well, I, I just bought a console, um, and I'm not really looking for the white model. And she's like, oh, well, I, I, I had it in my closet. I thought you'd be interested. So I was like, oh, okay. What's it all about? You know, what's wrong with it? Is there something wrong with it? Does it come with stuff? She's like, well, it's red ringed. <laughs> okay. What else? She's like, oh, and it also comes with two controllers and all the necessary wires, except for the uh, AV cable, because uh, this is a 2006 model shock. Oh no HDMI God. port in the back. Oh, that's like a first fucking edition there, isn't it? <laughs> and that's why it's red ringed. So I asked her, well, how much you want for it? She's like, well, you, you can have it for 20 shipped. <laughs> 20 shipped like free shipping she's like yeah i'm like how are the controllers she's like oh they work fine it's the last time i used them okay you have a deal i just got it yesterday both the controllers work perfectly fine like there's nothing wrong with them at all i i, I plugged into the xbox just to see what you know that flashing red rings i haven't seen it in a long time I plugged it in, and it was flashing four red lights. I'm like, what the hell is four red lights? That's not the red ring of death. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the red ring of death was the top left corner, bottom left corner, bottom right corner, and then the top right was empty. Yeah, I think you're correct. So I looked it up, and apparently that pops up when there's no AV cable connected, or if there's something (laughs) wrong with the AV cable. (laughs) So I'm like, Wait a minute. Could this still be functional? Mm-hmm. So I called up GameStop and I'm like, hey, do you guys have any uh AV cables or or the other one that, that can output HD? And he's like, Yeah, I actually do have some of those in stock. And I'm like, how much is it? He's like, Oh, it's two ninety nine. You know, swing by and we'll, we'll we'll give it to you. It's like, all right, cool. So I went to the store, picked up the uh the the one that can output HD. Not I didn't get that that shit red white yellow one the the regular standard definition i didn't want that so i got that brought it home plugged it in and by the way i had to do this on a different tv because my 4k tv doesn't have those things on the back so i had to go (laughs) grab my old 28 inch toshiba 1080p 2007 tv so i plugged that in put all the cables in connected that cable to the xbox and you know what happened, Jacques? It works. I t- it works. It's fully functional. <laughs> it's a fully functional 2006 360. Wow. And I was like, I was almost like, 
Dr. Uh, Frankenstein is like, it's alive. It's alive. Mike just straight up fleecing motherfuckers out here. <laughs> I was like, okay, wait, Mike, wait, Mike. There could still be something wrong with this. All right, all right, let's not get too excited here. So I try to open up the disc tray. Disc tray opens up. I was like, okay, that's a good sign. Uh, I put in a game because I have a, a copy of Call of Duty Modern Warfare Trilogy. It came with the 500 gigabyte system I bought. So I was like, all right, let's put Call of Duty 4 in there. Hit Reddit. It goes to the menu. I'm like, okay, okay, let, let's play it for maybe 20, 30 minutes. Just to make sure nothing weird happens. Played it for a half an hour. Ran fine. There's no noise in the power brick. The console itself has a few little cosmetic things here and there. Nothing serious or anything. So everything works on it. I have a fully functional 2006 Xbox 360. And by the way, this comes with a 20 gigabyte hard drive. Like she left that on there and she didn't delete her profile and information on there. So there's games on there too. Oh my God. Uno. There's, there's the original battlefront. There's fable anniversary. And there's a bunch of other games. I'm like, holy shit. I spent 20 bucks and I got a working 360 and two wireless controllers. Now, just to put things into perspective, an Xbox 360 wireless controller goes for around 30 to 40 bucks used. So I got two, the system, and she also threw in an Ethernet plug and an old Xbox 360 headset, the one you got in the console. I was like, oh, no, that's used. No, no, no. I chucked that away. Yeah, you don't want to use, you don't want to mess with the used headsets. I I was I was stunned. Like she didn't understand. Like she thought it was the red ring of death. But that error code was just for your AV cable's not connected. That's all it was. The only thing wrong with this system is uh well there's it, it, nothing wrong with it, but when you pick up the console and move it around, there's a tiny piece of plastic moving around in there. Something something came off. Now, I've seen guys like Spawnwave Media and a bunch of other YouTubers open up these old 360s, and I forget what piece it is, but sometimes there's like a little piece of plastic uh, on the inside that's not important or anything. It will chip off sometimes and then rattle around inside. Doesn't affect the console whatsoever, but that's really the only thing I noticed. So in the span of like a week or two, you went from no Xbox 360s to two different model Xbox 360s, plus like three controllers, because did the, the E come with a controller as well? Yeah, and, and it's basically brand new, that controller. Yeah, so three controllers, and you got like games, all for like under 100 bucks. Yep. Mm-hmm. What's cool too is it's like you got one from the very beginning of the generation and one at the very end of the generation. So everybody out there, if you need someone to negotiate something for you, call Mike. Yeah, I'm your man. He plays hardball. The old 360 Jacques, the 2006 one, it doesn't have built-in Wi-Fi. So you have to either use an Ethernet plug or you got to get a Xbox official wireless adapter and plug it in the back. Yeah. That's right. I totally forgot about that because I had that fucking little tiny adapter with like the dual antenna things. Yeah. I think it was like, it might even even been uh, Nyko. Did they make one? Uh, no, th- I mean, there was probably a few third-party brand ones, um, but Microsoft themselves did put out one. 
Okay. Maybe I had that one. It's been so long. I don't remember, but yeah, that's awesome, man. That's good shit. Yeah. I know this is basically part two, Xbox 360 part two. You want to hear the whole story about the 500 gig model? Go listen to the last episode, but that's the end of the show. (laughs) That's it. We got nothing else this week, guys. This was a fun one, man. I missed doing this with you, Jacques. I know it's been a while, like six episodes, seven episodes. Yeah, it, it's. I was off for six episodes. It feels like more, but yeah, it's fun to be back into it. Um, hopefully I wasn't too terrible. I'll... Nah, I was messing up a lot in this episode. My editing's going to hide it, but trust me, it was brutal. Yeah, he's. it's goddamn train wreck. No. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my God. It was bad. My brain completely shut off multiple times in this episode. But, you know, Mike, one of these weeks I'm going to have to step back into the hosting chair and then we'll get to make fun of how much of a train wreck it'll be for me. Nah, you'll do fine. I did want to say one more quick thing before we sign off. Uh, So next week the plan is to have me and Indy be on an episode for the first time together, which I'm looking forward to. And it'll also be the same day as the Game Awards. So we will not be able to comment on those on that day since the episode will be releasing the same day and we record before the Game Awards. So the following week, which would be two weeks from now, that's when we'll address like the fallout from the Game Awards. So look forward to that. But yeah, guys, that's the show. We appreciate you tuning in again. And uh, before we head out, I'm just going to go over the social media pages one more time and then we can uh, shove off to bed. Because I'm tired. Alright guys, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Search at Balanced Gamers. Uh, we post... Uh, I don't want to say we post frequently on there. You know, we've been bad lately. But I'm going to work on that. Yeah, that's not a good way to pitch our uh, social media pages. Oh yeah, we're not that frequent. <laughs> well, you know what, Mike? I don't like to post things for no reason. Like, I tried when we first started out. I was like, okay, I'm going to try to post frequently. And I was like, you know what? Like, I hate this game, this algorithm of Twitter that you have to game and you have to post multiple things a day. I'm like, look, if I don't have anything to talk about, I'm just not going to post anymore. I'll post when we, you know, post our episodes. And if we have anything interesting, like we buy controllers or whatnot, exactly. I'll post that. Because when you try to keep up with that game, it, that's like that's like poison for your brain, man. It's not good for you because you, you end up getting obsessed with it. You're just pushing a boulder up a hill and it gets really exhausting after a while. Yeah, I, I just post shit when I want to post shit. That's it. I got nothing else, Jacques. Jacques, thanks again. It's been fun and I uh, hope we can do this again real soon. Yeah, definitely. It's good to be back, man. Uh, I don't know how regularly I'll be on these, but I'll try to get on them when I can. Like I said, I'll be on next week, so look forward to that. And uh, yeah, I just want to say... Thanks for everybody's continued support. We really appreciate it. Yeah. We love you guys. But leave some comments, please, for the love of God. Please. (laughs) I'm begging you. Please. But yeah, that's it. I'm done. I want to get the hell out of here. Once again, I'm Mike. I'm Jack. And we will catch you in the next episode. Well, you won't catch me, but you'll catch Jack and Indy. You'll catch these hands if you don't listen to it. There you go. There you go. But yeah, guys, thanks again for listening. Take care. Stay safe.